people have been waiting. I think I left people hanging last week. I mean, if there ever was a inconsequential cliffhanger, the people want to know, did you get your pizza? The pizza did come, finally. Did you at least get it free or a voucher for another one free? I mean, for those of you who don't know, last week, David had a shitty performance because in the back of his mind, all he was thinking about was pizza. Domino's pizza. pizza. Not even good pizza. I mean, I'm the, sorry. Well, there Domino's. goes Domino's as our sponsor. Thanks. I'm going to have to cross them off the list now. Yeah. I live close to two, and I, I felt bad about this. This is how lazy I was. I felt... I live close, like walking distance to two pizza places. And I'm like lazy. And I'm like, hey, maybe we'll order some pizza. We're sitting on the patio. You know, it's 630. Gary and I are going to record at 830. Got a two-hour buffer. Eight, like 15 comes. And I'm like, Gary, my pizza's not here yet. We're going to push this back. <laughs> Recording. And I think it came at like 930. Three hours. Did you, or, uh, did you go a little bit caring on them? Did you at least call no. be like, hey. Or at least I would have called and said, I'm not mad about it being late, but I just want some fucking honesty about the pizza tracker. Well, the the pizza tracker was honest because it said, you know, your order, your your order was ready. And it said your order was ready like an hour and 10 minutes ago, but we just haven't delivered it yet. It, just it didn't. Around. It was honest. Yeah. They were like, hey, your order is sitting here. Uh, I think someone sat on it. Um, I'm pretty sure they Frisbee spun it onto my porch no i don't i want to i don't want to give a uh, domino's any bad publicity they're they're very capable i know that own. i know that they're uh they're big listeners of the show so yeah <laughs> but the pizza did show up and i will say f national pizza chains local pizza is the way to go my wife and i went to uh dayton pizza staple we went to the to the mason one the other night marion's best best uh pizza experience i've had in a long time you've had marion's you had it at my uh at my rehearsal yeah. dinner for my wedding the square pizza, cut. yeah and the square cut is i feel like calling them square cut is is a little even like it, it some of the pieces are not even like bite size they're like the size of a dime i mean I, 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 yeah a, like at yeah. our house pizza was the a staple don't want to cook pizza. Oh, Do I you want to so cook much, pizza? I've ordered so much pizza. I've got discounts pizza. So. Yeah. So, the, but this is not a pizza show. This is the beers and beards podcast at three minutes in. We'll, we'll find you who we are. If you will, we don't ask for much, but if you would give us a simple like share rate review on whatever app that it is, that you listen to us. We appreciate that. Quick reminder, you can catch us live June 14th. Sorry. <laughs> I'll mute myself. Hold on. On June 14th at uh, Fretboard Brewing in Blue Ash, Ohio. Yep. We will take all comers. Uh, no cover charge that I know of. We'll take requests. I will de- If the set goes bad, I'll just start DJing from the Roadcaster. But That'll it's be- Memorial Day, David. Yes. And it's a tricky one. This is like the kickoff to summer, right? Like this is this is the launching pad. Most high schools and colleges have had their graduations. 
school year's over. It's like now it's for teachers and students. This is the fun time, right? I won't say fun time, but it's you're off because you don't have to deal with each other. That and you know, as adults, it's like it, every day's a holiday. As a and new, I say student, that with all due respect to teachers. Yeah, as a new student, are you excited that you do you already get the summer off? I'm already planning spring break, <laughs> like Christmas break, yeah. spring break, Thanksgiving, um, all that stuff. I'm excited. Like, but oh, as, man, I need a break. But then on the flip side, I'm still a 40 year old adult who has a job, so it's not like it matters. And let me ask you your experience as a not 40 year old, but as somebody in the workforce. Do summers mean as much to you now as they did? Yeah, when you were in school. I th- well, I feel like it summer is, is not yeah. my favorite season anyway because I'm fat and I don't like the heat. So <laughs> it's already strike two. Luckily, in Ohio, the last couple of days we've had fall. We've had third fall because it was 55 degrees on Saturday. It was. I tried to go to the pool today, and today's Sunday. 60 degrees. I got, I still got in. I was like, oh man, Polar plunge. I got to do it. Polar plunge. <laughs> and I was like, this was, they were like, oh, the water's warmer than it is outside. That was not true. <laughs> it was a it's mistake like the pizza to get in. They'd be lying to you. <laughs> I was like, gosh darn it. It's, it's supposed to be summer. I'm getting in the water. I don't care if it's, did you say degrees. gosh darn it? I did You're say an gosh adult darn it. You can yeah. say, you can say foul. The, this is a, we, well, we do have explicit. Hopefully we don't have any twelve year olds listening. But Never if you, know. Uh, you shout out to twelve year olds and other big fans of the shout show. out to shout out to the beer drinking twelve year olds that are listening right now. <laughs> you're out there. Now, but if I, you're drinking beer at twelve, yeah. you're not listening to the podcast. You're like, you're I'm probably, really, you're I'm really into it. <laughs> you're working construction, and you got three kids on the way, and you have six tattoos. Yeah. Now, why you gotta go there? Tattoos aren't bad. I'm just saying, like you, you're you're pretty you're a pretty gruff gentleman at 12. You probably have more calloused hands than I have currently at 31. I've never done hard days work in my life. That's the same. And I feel like I I say that all the time. I do like house work, like house things, but it's not <coughs> women's work. What? Yeah, I do. I do a sweep. I dust. I sweep. I cook. I, I, I flowers. Yeah. I garden. Yeah. You're gonna get me in trouble saying saying that. So what? We can only say sexist things toward the end when most of the people are tuned out. <laughs> we can't say I'm six minutes in, Gary. All right, let's circle back to the original thing. It's summer. Is that meaningful for you now that you are out of? There's no summer break per se. Yeah, mostly because that's usually usually you take a vacation, you take a couple you know long weekends. You go to the pool, things that I, mostly just being outside, I think, is the biggest difference. Like also and, my arch nemesis yeah, outside. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing for me is is just being outside um, in general. Like I go, I'll go like I'll work all day and be inside. And then I'm just outside most of the night until it's dark, till the streetlights come on and I, it's my curfew. And I come home and dinner bell rings. But I, that's the biggest difference. You have the triangle, like just Andy ring the little triangle. (laughs) No, that, that's probably the biggest difference. Just summer vacation. It's, it's warm. It's nice. You know, you're, sometimes I come home and I'm like, oh, I forgot 
forgot I had a house. Like, you know, cause you're, you haven't been, but in the winter you, you definitely remember that you have a house cause you're inside all the time. Yeah. And you remember like, you're like, ah, how, like, like it's, we do the podcast at, you know, eight o'clock and it's been dark for four hours already. Uh, That's true. Right now it's, you know, the evening and it's still light outside. I got I it. Well, yeah. You're in a, you're in the dungeon. So you I'm in a studio, tell. David. Yeah. You're in the, I know what you're at. <laughs> the world. Heck, the Yeah. So I, I was doing some math as you were talking. So you were 10 when I graduated high school. Yeah, I, gra- I graduated. That's when I graduated fifth grade. I graduated 22 years ago. And looking back, do you, did you, as you were graduating high school, did you picture yourself in a job that you're at now? Um, no, or when you I, when you when you got to the Ohio State University, did you even know what you wanted to be? Like coming out of high school, you yeah. like I'm gonna I'm gonna major in communications. <laughs> I thought, like in high school, I always thought that I would be a sports writer, like for like writing for the newspaper, and I would be covering like you know Ohio State football or something as a or you know whatever local. Like that was my dream job, and it was attainable but then i started taking journalism classes in college and i was like yeah this is not what i want i mean i've and i but the funny thing is i've written a lot as a as an adult and i've kind of just done my own thing and not which is just as satisfying right yes it's but it's made money i mean yeah not got rich doing it but we've made money but the the big yeah i think the biggest thing that kind of turned me off to to journalism like traditional like print journalism was the rules right of you know hey you have to do it this way this is and i was like this is boring that was the honestly the biggest thing for me this sucks yeah i don't want to you know i wrote for like the um kind of like the the alternative quote unquote like the the alternative magazine at my college and i i could write whatever i wanted and they were like, hey, you know, we'll we'll take, you know, because you're a good writer, you can write whatever you want. And then at the, the school newspaper, the Lantern, they said, you can't write for the other, like, the other newspaper. And I said, well, they, they pay me. You guys, you guys aren't going to pay me. This is a, cl- I mean, I can get credit for a class, but that was honestly one of the biggest turnoffs was there was a rule. Whether I don't know if it was written or unwritten, but they were like, "Yeah, you can't write for that." And I was like, "I'm a syndicated col- columnist for this." <laughs> I, I re- and truly was. I mean, not that I I didn't make a ton of money, but I made I made beer money. Do you put that on your resume now? Yes, yeah, syndicated columnist for You Weekly, because I was at my my articles were in Columbus and then also you weekly extended to the University of Texas and my article would be in the University of Texas. Why? Why Texas? I, because Columbus and Te- like they, Ohio State and literally the, right next to each other. But they're the same city, I think is the big thing. They're both capital cities with massive state institutions. Ohio and Texas are pretty much the same. They're Columbus and Austin are basically the same, very similar cities. So I don't know if you remember back a few years ago, the Columbus crew. 
mm-hmm. the owner tried to move them to Austin and people are like, basically Austin is the exact same city. Why are you moving them to Austin? I don't know. Anyway, do I you have any regrets about your decision or is there anything that you no. wish you'd done that you didn't do? Like for me, and I ask you this because I've thought about this a lot and it'd be Memorial day. Like I regret not going to the military. I don't know as a 40 year old looking back, maybe service to my country would have set me on a different path. I don't know. Like I don't begrudge the career that I've had at all. You know, I've worked in a paramilitary organization, uh, that has a, a command structure, chain of command. CIA. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of my family went into the military and looking back, like I regret it, but I graduated high school in 1999. Like, I think you got to at least do two years. Right. So I'd still been in the military during nine 11, you know, I, what are the odds that, you know, I had a cousin that died in the Pentagon in nine 11. Then I had another cousin who died in Afghanistan supporting, you know, yeah, the, the mission after nine 11 had another cousin who wrecked a Humvee mm-hmm. and fucked his arm up and it's like got out of the military. And I've, so I've got like one remaining family member in the military who's in the air force, like as a, maybe a colonel or a first, I don't know what he is, but the odds were in my favor to not be, to not successfully get through the military. You were kind of like Lieutenant Dan. I would have been <laughs> Lieutenant Dan for sure. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That's a beautiful uh, depiction of probably what would have happened. And it'll probably uh, be like the dumbest thing. He slipped and fell in the chow line, hit his head <laughs> and went and got paralyzed. No, I'm I so I I've had family member. My sister was in the in the Navy, and and I've had family members that have been in the military, and especially people that were in the military pre nine eleven and then post nine eleven. I think that they will tell you that the military experience was completely different because we've basically been in in war and at at war since nine eleven and. Prior to that, we were not, I mean, we were, there was a decade plus of really no major, I mean, we had mission, like military missions, but not like a sustained war. And I think that the military has become a different life experience in the last, now, I mean, this is the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 this year, which is crazy to think about. I remember that's like, for me, that was the first, like our very, very like vaguely remember people talking about like the OJ stuff and the Bill Clinton stuff uh, and like Bill Clinton impeachment. But the thing that I remember that I have vivid memories of the first thing that was huge was nine 11. And you and remember even, where you were at when you found out, yes, like you were yeah. probably in third grade. No, I was in sixth grade, but I remember I was in choir class, you know, Shout out to shout out to my sixth grade choir teacher, yeah. but I was in choir class and I remember them saying like, you know, there were planes hijacked. We don't know what's going on. Like we were just like, I, and I didn't know what the the twin towers were. And I'm a sixth grader. <laughs> I've never been out of Columbus. <laughs> I I really I don't I think I had been out of Ohio maybe one time by then. I mean I was a pretty like not I didn't really. Gary's got the good ice if you can hear that in the background, but was that loud? Yeah. No, you're good. But anyway, 
I, you know, I, I, I think about me being in like my sister probably never would like, she never would have let me go into the military. If I would have said that I was interested in going into the military, she would have, she would have put the kibosh to that. But that's like a surprise. I don't think you sit down with your parents. You're like, Hey, I'm a, like, you're like, Hey, I joined the army today, guys. They're like, what, what the fuck did you do? Why'd you do that? Oh no. And then you go and then you, you know, have your experience and it, I don't know. That's yeah. in this season, Memorial day, graduation, all that. That's one of the things that I often think about. And I've said this many times on record. I always thought I would do well in two places, the military or prison. So, so still, you got so still an opportunity for one of them. <laughs> well, there could be the draft come back. I'm too old. You're well, not, uh, you're almost too old. Yeah. I'm going, that's, is that why you went back to college? So you wouldn't get drafted. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm good on the draft. I think I'm good. Like I couldn't even, I can't be an FBI agent. I can't get any federal jobs when I retire. Cause I'm too old. So I don't know. So you got to go to the state level or local, local level. I'm going to start my own country. You could be a constable. <laughs> you could be you sure, run for sheriff. No. I don't want, I don't know sure, that I want Thomas. anything to do with law enforcement when this or chapter ends. You could be a county auditor. My family had, had experience in politics. We're going to do top five retirement jobs for Gary that he could next, next, uh, the next chapter. Next, of bourbon, my notes, life. next yeah. bourbon notes, top five retirement jobs for Gary. Speaking of bourbon, there's not been any bourbon segment on here for, in the last, four weeks we still drink it though but i don't drink it but i do i so let me give you a preview of what's to come january 18th when we record (laughs) that weekend i have um smooth amblers contradiction which is a mix between rye and weeded bourbon i'm excited about that also funny story i left it in the car did i already say that i tell you this now is it gonna be hot is it gonna be good this boil it did not boil so spoil no so it was a particularly hot saturday if you've heard me talk about it the liquor store is right in front of the grocery pickup i love watching people coming in and out groceries were taking a little long i went in there saw it bought it went home put the groceries up left the bourbon in the front seat leave in the afternoon to go to my to do my outside activity i get in the car i'm like what's that smell it's bourbon it had gotten hot. The cork had popped on the bourbon. Wow. And it had spilled. Not a lot had spilled. Like, but the, the wrapping at the top was all intact. Like it didn't rip the plastic or anything like that. It just popped the cork hmm. and spilled out. Uh, so I've got that. I got talked about wild turkey. I got some wild turkey one-on-one. I got blade and bow. I got some old Fitzgerald eight-year-old, which comes, uh, it was an $80 bottle. Shout out uh, to Mike Tabor for for finding it and picking it up for me. Um, But I think, I don't know if the, the I'm sure the bourbon will be good. Old Fitzgerald's, you know, you know, it's going to yeah. be a good bourbon, but it's in like this crystal bottle. Wow. So that week you got 12 different bourbons. I think that's how many weeks you got without the. We're going to record six episodes that day, David. 
just or just six bourbon in the can. Put them in the can. Yeah, we'll have. And now for for the bourbon segment from six weeks ago. So, um, before are you? That's the thing I wanted to ask you. So, quick update: Are you? Is there anything that you're missing? Like, obviously, you know, I don't think you you're not a person who necessarily drinks bourbon every day. Right. But like on this show, now it's been a couple of weeks. Do you miss drinking bourbon on the show? Do you miss? I feel like this kind of turned into us just talking. Like we we have we also drink, but it's mostly just turned into us talking. Yeah. Is there anything other than like the bourbon and that you're that you've been doing that you miss? Um, because I see you fit in that size medium shirt. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'll Finally. shout out Dreamer Creek Brewery. Uh, when you see the video, I'm repping their 1792 Kentucky Common, which I drank. It was really good. Especially. Yeah. The, the, no, I, I do miss pizza. I do. Like, I have these ungodly food cravings that hit at the worst times. You could order it now. It'll get to your house by the time your 75 heart is over. Yeah. And this week, I'm traveling to... Universal Studios, Florida, where I have an all-you-can-eat-and-drink experience ahead of me. That's going to suck. That's going to be Yeah, shitty. I feel like for the diet, it's going to be that's the hardest. Like, Yeah. Like, I've already plotted out my exercise, and, you know, I'll take my book, and which I'm reading Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss circling back to my original thing about high school and going into college out of all these successful mega billionaires that he's talked to nine out of 10 aren't where they thought they would be or aren't in their original job. They, they took out of education or whatever they found something else. So I don't feel like it's too late for me to be a billionaire. No Harlan Sanders Mm -hmm. didn't start making that fry, that sweet, sweet fried chicken until he was in his fifties, forties. Maybe Harlan Thomas can do that shit. I'm listening to, well, I had, I've listened to like the first two episodes of heart of you were listening to business wars. There's a KFC it's talks about like, you know, businesses that have competed in similar industries and it's KFC versus Chick-fil-A. Wait, they actually competed at a certain time period. They just talk about like businesses that are that had like parallel paths that are that have, and sometimes they are in direct competition, like Pepsi and Coke, or you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, but some of them, sometimes they're just kind of similar, like parallel paths. Like they didn't necessarily, like they kind of came to, like, uh, KFC was before Chick Fil A. But they yeah. had there, and they both obviously make chicken, and so it, it kind of talks about how they, anyway, how their how their paths cl- cross at different yeah. points. So they're they're in like season forty plus of this of this series, so they're kind of like getting they're trying kind of it's they're kind of stretching a little bit. So that'll be us, yeah, on episode sixty. Well, we're going to talk 16. about that. David, just drink that beer and we'll call it a day. You know what I am going to do? I'm going to try to make local news. I don't know if you saw this, Gary. What? How, if you had, so you had a, you had a Memorial Day party at your house, right? How many cases 
of beer did you have there that you? It's safe to say that I've never had a case of beer in my house. Okay, so you ever you see the you know the 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 Florida man stories like the Google Florida man X. This is Ohio man, right? Ohio man tries to blame 14 cases of stolen beer on his wife. And this was, I just had to bring it. Not typically something that we would talk about. And it's just hilarious. Right? And you did uh, it. <laughs> so this guy at, at a Kroger in Cincinnati on the West side in Delhi township said, uh, was caught trying to pill for 14 cases of Bud Light in Delhi township, uh, earlier this week. Uh, they, the un- un- unidentified man loaded up his cart with beer at a, at a Kroger, only to be caught by employees trying to exit the store with the beer. Police claim that once caught, the man attempted to return the beer, <laughs> stating his wife bought the wrong beer. <laughs> ah, she was supposed to buy Mick Ultra, and she got 14 cases of Bud Light. But, uh, yeah, the, the I guess they they checked the tape, and they were like, ah, we, we saw you, man. <laughs> But he's the guy's still apparently at large. So, oh, he got away. Yeah. Like they didn't arrest him right there. Yeah, they uh, they called the police. Uh, oh, the store confronted him. The, the police didn't confront the store. Yeah. confronted him. Eventually exited the store with his cart of stolen beer. That's when Kroger employees called the police, who reviewed the surveillance footage. So, what, did he get away with the beer? I guess. Right. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Shout out to this guy. I'm going to go party at his house. 14 cases. Of, I mean, I but like also, that guy, but 14 like, cases probably doesn't last long. <laughs> yeah. If you're stealing 14 cases, you're like, ah, oh, this is a weekend for me. I don't know. It's how many know. cases of beer do you think you could steal if you had, if you had to go into a Kroger without getting caught? Like to just walk out with <laughs> just yeah just walk out i feel like once every man i don't even want to say this but i feel like <laughs> this, is, this is something that can happen if you're doing self-checkout and you just have the beer in your cart and nobody's gonna pay attention you can get away with one you get away with an extra <laughs> loaf of bread 14 cases of beer though and a cart will be heavy like i feel like you're like you're you're heaving that stuff like it's not light yeah, I don't think you can sneak 14 through self-checkout. <laughs> yeah, they're like, boop, you just got to make the noise. <laughs> like, what did you, you rang up a Monster Energy drink, sir, for two ninety nine, and you re- have. I got the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> I That's... did see a guy at, at Home Depot uh, a couple weeks ago trying to steal uh, some tiki torches. And um this is off topic, but yeah, he, so I was in the self checkout and this guy just tries to roll through and the lady's like, Hey, let me see your receipt. And he's like, Oh, hold on. I got his, he pulls out his wallet. It's like, I had it in here somewhere. And like, then you, you would have just had like, just checked out right at the other checkout. And he's like, Oh, I, I must've dropped it. So he, he, this guy take, he has the tiki torches, but he takes off running. So I think he's trying to make it out the other door before they like call him the thing. Like, Hey, it, Clean up on aisle five. We've got a runner on aisle <laughs> three. Tiki torches and gorilla glue. <laughs> yeah, and he's having some getting some paint to have. Speaking of gorillas, this was the we just yeah. just passed the big milestone of five years that 
Harambe left us. I feel like that feels like 15 years ago. We I did. I, I feel like I was in third grade when that happened. I, I I was doing close enough. We did. We talked about Harambe on one of our original episodes of Close Enough. Episode four. It could be. I don't know. That's what. That was the whole genesis of you guys starting the podcast. You were so upset, and you had to get get something off your chest, and you said, "Hey, well, let's just let's just talk about Harambe." That's yeah. Let's let's uh. I'm gonna have to live vicariously through David. So David. Let's drink. Oh, hold on. All right. <laughs> so today, so I was in the Steel City, Steel Town, USA, as one would call it. Because he always has the, I don't know, anyway. I feel like we talk too much about Juan on this, but this is not the Juan cast. But he always calls towns, like, similar to what their name is, but it's not actually their name. Um. Like he would call a Philadelphia like the city of brotherhood love or something. <laughs> anyway, I was in Steel City, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA last week, and I picked up some beer. My favorite brewery from Pittsburgh by a lot. And I, every time I get the opportunity, and they've been closed for a while, but every time I get the opportunity to go back, I go try to find some brew gentlemen. I don't know if you can see, this is a pretty cool can. It's in the, I always forget which way it goes. It looks like, uh, what, like an iced coffee would come in. Or if you bought like, <laughs> yeah. more, something like that, it's, Maybe it's just slim, the colors. Yeah. It's a slim can. It's dark, like dark with gold on it from brew gentlemen. This beer is called you're touching that lovingly, like intimately uh, the way you're yes, stroking that can. Just that's now. how I feel about it. But m- this beer, I haven't had this one. It's called Muchos Mahalos. It is a tropical wheat beer made with passion fruit, orange, and guava. I feel like that's the tri that's the trifecta tribunal. What's the name of, of the brewery? fruit? Brew gentlemen. Muchos Mahalos. And they that's like the trifecta. This beer definitely tastes like just straight juice. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's in the it comes you can tell you can taste uh passion fruit, orange, and guava. But it tastes like it comes from a slim can. I don't, I don't know how you can taste that, but it tastes like tastes like a skinny can. Give us that gulp. People have been asking about that gulp. Oh, the gulp, yeah. The uh, my gulp will be live June fourteenth at Fretboard. <laughs> People have been wanting to hear it up up close and personal. So it's not also, a sound, not a sound effect that we do. Believe it or not, it's real. David's working on a little uh, trailer for this. I have it's been shitty out. I want to do. I got some ideas of of how I want to fill in my time slots. On Might this, be uh, Gary jumping on a trampoline. I think that would be a good one. No, mine's gonna be super cheesy. That's cheesy. That's dangerous, David. <laughs> You're gonna hurt yourself. I've lost weight, but not enough to go jump on a trampoline. Well, anyway, brew gentlemen is our brew. I, uh, shout out to Hunter A. Homestek. Shout out to everybody. He's, I know he's a big listener of the show. <laughs> he actually does listen. But they from Pittsburgh, I had fun in Pittsburgh last weekend, did a day-night doubleheader of two events in one day. With the Phillies. Yeah. And no Pirates. I got, yeah. Yeah, I did not go to a Pirates game. But really enjoyed being in, in – I mean, I wasn't really in Pittsburgh all that much. I was mostly inside, but 
Do you want to tell us about how you're almost barred from the state and banned from athletic (laughs) events under a certain commissioner? Or does that, if you follow along on David's Twitter, David seems like a mild mannered, very polite, nice guy. And then you follow his Twitter. You're like, Oh, he's a dickhead. Yeah. You you don't know if you're gonna get funny. You don't know if you're gonna get like super liberal. I can't tell if he's joking or not. Uh, or me, Karen tweeting it at a, Baskin Robbins for only having 30 flavors on a particular day. I just, I don't know how to take you. I, I'm almost just mute you on Twitter. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think I need to, I I've gone back. I mean, <laughs> I've gone back and had to, to, we talked about this on during the draft. I've had to mute myself <laughs> on some of it. So I need I've to had, not. Yeah. I've had to take Twitter away. I mean, you thought Donald Trump was bad, David. I have not incited any insurrections yet. God, but stay stay tuned. June fourteenth, Blue June Ash, 14th. Ohio. We coming. We taking over City Hall, baby. That's right. <laughs> We're going. To, I don't even know if they have a City Hall there, but we we might. Because that's well, what I understand. This is why Ohio's so stupid. Is Blue Ash like they got their own post office? Is it Cincinnati? Is it Blue Ash? Is it? Norwood is what like it's all where are you from Cincinnati oh if I mail you a card what's it say oh it's Norwood Blue Ash you know whatever Blue Ash is really is really a suburb of of Cincinnati so what's their address Blue Ash or, or yeah, Blue Ash Blue okay. Ash Ohio yeah they have the I, I have to double check but I believe they have their own post office in case you want to mail anything to to us when we're at fretboard I was going to mail you a letter they, but anyway, your your question about the the athletic commission in Pennsylvania, and I I'm, I feel I'm I'm cooled down now enough to talk about it, but I was so angry. I what Greg Serb, and I'm calling him out by name because he has a his reputation precedes him is a ch- a child. He acts like a a tyrant who like, like he's the executive director of the athletic commission of the state of Pennsylvania, a government official Mm -hmm. and runs around it when he, when he's at events screaming at people and the people that are, that actually have, you know, fighters, promoters, they have to listen to what he says because he's the boss, whether they can do it or not. He doesn't sign my checks so I can call him out and I do call him out and we've had, I don't know if you remember. We have some. I have some history with him, but he's screaming at away in right. Yeah, screaming at fighters after fights. Like they do post fight interviews, and it's like, hey, this is my promotion. I I promote these fighters when they fight. We want to hear what they say, what they have to say after the fight, right? Like I'm so trying to build these guys do up. Post fight interviews, or do you want? To he put said a mask that they on, were. Or? He said they were going too long, and the first one was like not like not even two minutes, if that. I mean, that would be extended. And he's screaming at the the guy who's doing the post fight interviews, goes and physically puts his hands on the fighter, and says, "All right, the interview's over," and's pushing him. Which I'm like, for me, for if a, a, a an official of the state to physically put his hands on an athlete, that's like an official, like. Imagine if this was the NBA mm-hmm. and a basketball player who's not like I understand if there's an altercation or something like that. Right. 
hey, you're pulling you're pulling people apart. That's different. But this is you're just going out. You think that LeBron James is is taking too long to get on the court, and you're pushing him onto the court as an as a referee. And of he the spills NBA. all the baby powder. I guess. Yes. Could you imagine that happening? That would be that official would be immediately fired. That day. like they wouldn't even be able to finish the game if they were if they acted. But like the that. dynamics even, different. You're 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 comparing two different things because in Greg Serb's world, he's like they're there because of him, right? And I'm, and I'm not saying that's exactly how he thinks, but my my thought process is that he thinks he's bigger than what's going on. May yeah. not be true. And he'll tell you that he thinks he's bigger. He right. He will tell you that he doesn't give a a hoot if another MMA event happens in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm like, how do your checks get signed? Like, how do you how do you make money? Do you think that just money it comes out of thin air that event like that you get paid by by tax money because you don't like anyway anyway. So right. yeah, that's what. And officials in other sports are a dime a dozen. It the the athletes or the draw where I think the dynamic switched in on a local scene, but that's just my own opinion. Yeah. This, I mean, it would even be like, let's say Adam silver was at an NBA game. The commission. And he's he cause he's the commissioner of the NBA and he's, he's screaming at, at LeBron or even not even LeBron James. Let's say some random player who's on the bench or whatever, any, anybody, but mm-hmm. he's acting like that. Could you imagine Adam, so what, Adam what I'm hearing be, is you are the Dave Portnoy to Roger Goodell. Yeah. But the reason, and honestly, the, the reason he gets away with it is because these events are, are small time. Right. And they're, scarce. And, they're scarce. and they're scarce. And the promoters say, Hey, I want to be able to, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to die right. on it's this hill of, of, I'm not going to be the promoter to call him out because then I get blackballed. Stuff like that has happened in Ohio with Bernie Profato. Like, look at what Sean Sam. Look at what happened to Sean Salmon. He said, "Hey, I was injured going into a fight. I mean, this is look long way, but he he admitted, hey, 'Hey, I'm I'm injured going into a fight, and I took the fight to make money.' And he said, "Hey, I got caught in a submission, and I tapped.' Right? right. He said, "I was, and he said, 'I'm I'm doing it to not injure myself. Right.'" And to protect, because he was a, a wrestling coach for Wolf's Lair and the UK, and he said, "Hey, I'm leaving on that on a plane that day to go to the UK to Wolf's Lair to be a wrestling coach there, where they're actually pay, they're paying me X amount more, and I'm why am I going to get hurt in this fight and not be when, able to do that and not be able to do that, and not be able to make money and put food on on the table for my family? And then he gets suspended. He's blackballed. He has a lifetime Armally suspension. Banned. Yeah." I don't know if you, I mean, this was a big deal when, cause Sean was a, uh, he was writing for MMA junkie. Like he had a blog back in the day and he admitted like he, it was like a fight, you know, life of a fighter, right? Like here's the crazy shit that happens with a guy who I can't remember whether this was po- maybe even post he had been in the UFC. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, this is how, this is what I have to do to, to, to put food on the table for my family. And, I'm taking a local fight here back in Ohio and Hey, the, the not getting hurt is worth more to me than taking that. You know, I'd rather take the L and not get hurt than, you know, the extra couple hundred dollars that I might get to win this fight or, you know, anyway, never never tell you about the time Greg Serb called me. No, (laughs) I want to hear this story. No, it has nothing to do with MMA. Okay. 
So one of my bestest friends ever in the world, Todd Neal, who was in charge of the Kentucky boxing and wrestling, like who was amazing, by the way, one of the most highly respected figures in the MMA business. Serb's kid was looking of all places coming to Moorhead state. And he, he called and asked me my opinion about it. Cause he's it. Cause that's where all the five foot four. What, what I, I don't know, David, basketball players, you, yeah. he called me and I talked to him about Serb has little man, little man complex. I don't know if you've ever met him. He's about five, two and three eighths. And that's honestly, I think a lot of like, he gets, he gets his jollies off of being able to push around these, push like his, his power. these professional athletes that, and I'm like, one of them was, was, uh, I don't want to call him out, but one of them was a, a pretty highly respected collegiate wrestler, like very, very high level. And he made, he was making his debut. And I, I think, he, yeah, it was Rashad, but like, he kind of looked at him like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, is he, is he like not all the way there? Like what's, is he, but yeah, it, props to him for not blowing up on this guy for physically putting his hands on him for no reason. And other props than, to Serb for having the level headedness to not kick you out of the event. <laughs> I called him out on the on the stream, and he he deserved it. He was he was embarrassing himself. David yells at refs. Nobody is safe if if there's some injustice done. When David, yeah. I'll call you. I'll call it fighters that fake tap. I've done that before, and then they're like, "I didn't tap." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what makes you feel like a fighter? Bourbon. And even though I'm not drinking bourbon, David has found this beautiful um, flavor map. So let's dissect this, David. Let me yeah. pull it up. So we've seen these before too. This is the one I like the most, I think, because it's visually appealing. You think? For me, it is. I don't know. Let's see. All right, so here we go. We've got uh, the the ultimate bourbon flavor map. So, for those listening, the top this is in a in a, just a cross. The top would be spicy, far left delicate, far right rich, far bottom sweet. As it's a, a is expected graph. Yeah, nothing at the bottom. There's nothing all the way at the bottom as sweet. Um, so so if you're looking for spicy and delicate, let's go. Let's review these, and I can I'll tell you if it's accurate. Basil Hayden's. I don't feel like that's it, that would be in the spicy. I would more go to the rich. Uh, four roses. I can no, agree. but it's yeah. I think that they so delicate and rich is the left and right, right? The X axis. You're going to, have to remember this, Gary, cause you're going back to school spicy. And what's the other one? Sweet. Sweet is the Y axis at so top and bottom. So top left is basil Hayden. So spicy and delicate. The so it's quadrant. Yes. The, uh, yeah. So I think basil Hayden is more on the delicate side like it's not as rich as some of the other ones that especially the like if you look at like a uh like bullet or bookers um right old forester i would agree that it is more on the delicate side but it's also still spicy right the right the spicy rich 
which includes Old Forester, Bullet, Booker's, which I've not tried, Old Granddad, which I have tried. That that should just be in a spicy category on its own. Knob yeah. Creek, Wild Turkey. Most of them I, are I in that. the yeah. Most of them are in the rich half of the. I would say eighty percent of more these rich most, than spicy. More rich than delicate. If you look at so if you look at if you split it <laughs> left or left and right, there are a lot more on the rich side than there are on the delicate side. Yeah, right. That's true. And I don't know what they mean by delicate. Like, what if delicate, we what if we yeah. called it smooth? Let's call yes, it smooth. Smooth. Yes, I would say smooth. I would agree. Basil Hayden smooth. Uh, I'm gonna have to find Legion because uh, I've been asked a couple times about that. And I have no clue. Never, I never even heard of it. Evan Williams, Jim Beam. Evan Williams, Jim Beam, Four Roses. All right, I agree with that. Let's go to Delicate Sweet, where there's only one bourbon. It's the best Buffalo ever. Trace. But I, I don't think yet, you can yeah. call you can say Buffalo Trace alone because I would go Eagle Rare in there because it, like, it, it, yeah. And these it are all like, like they the, taste like Buffalo Trace. I've I've done the side by side comparison yeah. on four different occasions at the distillery. It's exactly the same. And I think these are mostly I, I'm trying to see. These are mostly like base bourbons, but with a couple of or base brands, right? So like I don't think E.H. Taylor's on here, but like you've it got is. you've also got Wellers. Oh yeah, Eagle Rare's on there. So like base brands. Yeah. Um but yeah, the the funny thing is, so there, and I don't know whether it's reputation or what, but I've yet, every other bourbon, I've heard people say, like, I'm not a fan of that. Buffalo Trace, the original, you know, Buffalo Trace, I've never heard somebody say, I don't like Buffalo Trace. I so agree. the two that I, two slash three that I always recommend for a new bourbon drinker. And I'm, I'm like the person that's gone down this path within the last year plus of like, you have that experience to be able to, here's where I would start. So Buffalo trace would be number one. If you can find it, it, Mm -hmm. the original it's, it's getting a little bit easier to find. Number two is larceny and larceny is on this list in the uh, sweet and rich category, right? Somewhere. Yeah, I'm circling it right now with the mouse. Oh, okay. And it's it's not super big on my screen, but uh, I gotta I gotta put you on full screen. There we go. <laughs> I can see it now. Um, and then Wellers is the the other is the third one that I recommend for people that are new to drinking yeah. bourbon. The the original mixtures take it off the list. It doesn't fall in. It falls into. Vomit trash. <laughs> Although, like, there's a push on this Mictor's 10 year. Somebody wants to get, like, somebody knows where we can get some. I'll, I'll bite the bullet yeah. and try it. There's only a few on here that you haven't had on the show. So, right. Legion. So, yeah, at the top left, I've not had Legion. I've had Booker's. I've not had Booker's. And I've not wild had Wild Turkey. turkey. I've had. Wild turkey bourbons, but not the wild turkey. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've done Buffalo Trace. I've done Russell's Reserve, which made by wild turkey. Done Mictors. I've not done Baker's. Baker's Mark, Woodford, Larceny. Not done McKenna. We did E.H. Taylor, didn't we, together? 
Yeah, at a wooden yeah. cask. So, and I've not done Angel's Envy. The rest, I've had every single bourbon on this list. I counted on the show, on, on the, the show, show, which is even, yeah. even cooler. I've got thirty-three bottles of bourbon upstairs. And you then, got four in the drawer. I uh, still so just got one in the drawer. But then I've got <laughs> this collection here, which is there's about twelve. There's a couple of beer cans, and then yeah, so it's getting ridiculous. I don't know, ridiculous. Yeah. I do want to say, Gary. So since we are on Memorial Day, yeah. another local story. So. I've actually seen this around, um, and I didn't realize that it was an actual, um, it was local to Cincinnati, but Vets and Brews, I don't know if you, um, you might not have seen it, but it's local to Cincinnati. A local, like, kind of startup nonprofit, Matt Damaris, uh, the guy actually has a, a Instagram, Cincy Brews traveler maybe we'll get him on bourbon notes one time but you can go to local breweries and scan it's awesome they make it so easy they've got like table tents and a qr code and donate 10 bucks they have uh you can buy a, a beer for a veteran and the rest goes to uh operation honor which is a, a really cool nonprofit. and then people said hey why did you you know, why were you interested in this? And he said, Hey, I'm, I just felt like it would be a really cool thing to do. And I mean, those are the, those are the awesome things where it's local. And I, and the reason that I became aware of it was because fretboard is doing it now and we're going to be there, but in Cincinnati, and let me find the list. If you go to any of these breweries, I know March 1st does it. I know. I don't, I don't know the list. Oh, here we go. Uh, rebel metal. Narrow Path, 16 Lots, The Common Beer Co., March 1st. And I also know that Fretboard is doing it. So they have a, a program where they have um, uh, burial flag cases, which is awesome. They were they were having these, like, burial flags, and they're, they're being put in these Chinese cases. And they, they have an um, organization now where it's American-made. I mean, that's the – I can imagine that's the, the absolute – you know, the, the, the ultimate, of course the ultimate sacrifice, but to have it be, you know, Hey, you know, this burial, burial flag case. And it says made in China on the back. Like that's something like, <laughs> yeah, but they're, you know, they're doing made in America, which is awesome. And uh shout out to, to them. Um, something I definitely want to, um, to make sure. Thank you to everybody for their service. I think it's, Really cool, and and this guy Matt Damaris, I've seen him around. I've heard you know really good things. I know he's definitely huge uh, in supporting veterans. Since he brews traveler, like I said, I think is his name on Instagram, but also vets and brews. Give them a shout out. I know that uh, on Memorial Day, that's that's something that we want to make sure we we support our veterans, and of course the ones that that didn't make it you know, didn't make it back for and, and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, you know, we both have military tradition in our families and, and that's honestly, you know, what makes it so that we can do dumb shit like a podcast and we can go to fretboard and we can make dumb videos. And, and, you know, we have, there's a lot, I mean, there's a they lot paved of paved the way for the freedom for us to be dumbasses. Yes. And thank you so much for that. We thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Because 
I don't, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you got, you know, Memorial Day, you're paying, you're, you're showing honor for those that, uh, of the fallen and you've got Veterans Day, but honestly, man, it's like every, every time you get a chance to be patriotic and see somebody, and it, no matter what your politics or what you feel about the military, like we're the largest volunteer military in the world. Like think about that volunteer people want to go do this shit. Yeah. So people like us don't have to, <laughs> I came close. I came close. True story. I'll leave you with this. I quit football in college, get a call from a, a Marine recruiter, George W. Bush. No, like, Hey man, you know, you want to come to, uh, he's like, you think about the Marines, this and that. Because I just, I guess I did good on my ASVAB test. Did you take the ASVAB? I took it to get no. out of class for the day. That's why I took it. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even, no, I did not take that. So he's like, meet me at Hardee's. I'll buy breakfast. We'll go over. I was like, you know what Hardee's does sound good. <laughs> I go. He doesn't show up. Oh, man. You could have been. I would have signed up. Listen, I'm gold. I'm the most gullible dude ever. Like, you know, do you want this extended warranty? Sure. Do you want, like, I'm just, I'm a yes, man. There's no negotiation. There's no common sense. That's what the military likes. Oh yeah. But he didn't show up. He had, he didn't realize how, 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 how much he had you on the hook just for Hardee's. And uh, yeah. So I, so I always say that, you know, there's, on, I always say one thing is definitely bipartisan beer, right? Everyone loves beer. I want that T-shirt, Aaron Garrett. Beer is bipartisan. I want that. The other thing is in the U.S., the military. Not even necessarily whether we should have a military or what the military should do, but the fact that the people who are in the military are protecting us and they are amazing and, and you know, we definitely have to support our troops. And, and I, you know, I think sometimes it gets a – it's something that we don't think about enough is, you know, the people that are stationed all over the world. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes of any movie ever. Saving private Ryan. Few good men. Jack Nicholson's up on the stand. This, you know, he's getting (laughs) grilled by Tom Cruise and he thinks Tom Cruise is a piece of shit because he's just a military attorney. He says something to the effect that you, uh, you rise and sleep underneath the, freedoms which i provide and the question means which i provide them now granted there's like a murder involved or something but i was like damn man you know he right <laughs> kill them all i don't give a shit to weed them out but whatever you know what else uh, is a really good movie is full metal jacket and platoon full metal jacket the first half yeah the once they half get to vietnam it sucks it's weird yeah but the first half private joker well, the, it's messed up at yeah. the end of the first half too <laughs> Oh, yeah. like you feel like that should be the end of the movie, and they're like, "Ah, you, we got another hour." Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'd be remiss to not thank our sponsors before we get into this last segment. Rivalry Brew save ten percent by using code Gary is awesome. Didn't know I did that. Talk to Adam. We're going to do Gary's okay. awesome, and that's okay. but in all seriousness, MMA McKinney, get your brews delivered right to your house. Unless you're in Kentucky, had this conversation with a guy. Like, man, it sounds awesome. I was like, yeah, it is awesome. Can't get it in Kentucky. Don't know why. Some old laws, whatever. 
get those fixed up. The I do want to say, so I went to Birdfish. Shout out to Birdfish Brewing That's in Columbia. Time you said shout out today. This if this we is just a our episode, if we titled our episodes, it, this episode be titled shout out. I know that. No, anyway, they are honestly one of the best experiences in the middle of no Columbiana, Ohio. I'd never heard of it. I'm sure you've never heard of it, but you can get their beer. You don't have to go to Columbiana, get their beer on rivalry brews, birdfish brewing. Some of the best beer legitimately that I've had. I, I would drink every single one of the beers that they had there multiple times. And I'm going to, next time I get some rivalry brews, I'm like looking today's May 31st. Like Adam's like, Hey, you get once a month, man, I'm sending you some mm-hmm. beers. Six one. I'm like, Hey, well, one. Adam, let's go. Birdfish, six of them. Stick Let around. Pay attention for our next uh, giveaway. Be on yes. the horizon. I don't want to give nothing away. Uh, but also, thank you to Amazon Music. If you missed out on the three months, sorry about your luck. It's over. Sorry, we got four months. <laughs> Back to one month. Go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash beers and beards. Get yourself one free month. Disclaimer, as always, I don't use the motherfucker. David uses it. My wife uses it. But I don't use it. We, I use Spotify. She and I have a shared account, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get texts all the time. David's trying to get into your Amazon Music account. No. Yeah. Uh, she but and I share I, Prime. It's to whatever you like. If you if you don't have a streaming service that you're down with, go with, with Amazon Music. They have, if it, it's, this is screwing us, but I'm just going to throw it out there. If you got a Prime account, it's free anyway. But then they you they there's two levels. You got to get the right. unlimited. We're giving away the premium, the good one. One month, sign up for free. Not that you don't do anything. You don't, do you don't have to have Prime, do you? I don't think you have, you have get Prime. an alt account. Get a sign up under a different email. Yeah, get a burner like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um. So don't, this you week, don't want your wife to know that you've been listening to B fifty twos all weekend. Get you a free free month. I think David's uh, David's selection is a little more patriotic than mine. I didn't listen to it, but I just feel like it is, or at least the title is. <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah, we can go out on that then. But we'll go out on that one. Mine okay. is a jam. Like if people always say, if you side note. Doing my exercises outside. On the weekends, I love to go to our local park. I like to people watch. There's always some kind of travel sports league there. Girls softball, if they were 10 years old, I'd kiss your ass. Little girls. They had their own walkout music when they came up to bat. Really? Like somebody brought, yes. I was like, what the hell? So I was like, you know, if I ever had a walkout, if I'm walking out to anything, to give a big speech, if they announced me to come out on the stage, fretboard, whatever, like I've always been a huge fan of Slipknot. Okay. We've got two Corey Taylor selections on our playlist. Beers yep. and Beers podcast playlist available about anywhere you listen to music at, right? Um, so I was like, you know what? This song would be my song. And uh, I'll just give you a little taste of it because okay. like, it just gets you going. This is Slipknot from their debut album back in like 1999, which is the best year to graduate high school ever. Shout out class of 99. This is sick. 
This is like really heavy to come out to, though. You gotta wait for it. Here comes the pain. What movie is that from? Bonus points if you know. I don't know. Carlito's Way. Oh. So, yeah. This was before Corey actually got his uh, good screamo voice on. Yeah, this is not not as screamo as I would have expected. He didn't have it yet. He, it was just being developed. Okay. So, yeah, we're Slipknot sick. Also, Carlito's Way. It's a good movie, Al Pacino. Not quite Scarface, <laughs> but it's pretty good. Okay. You want to tell us about your song? Or how much yes, you my song is by a little band. Uh, Zach Brown started this band and, and couldn't decide what to name it. Um, so they called it Zach Brown Band. Um, but legitimately, one of the best. I used to work, Gary, at Riverbend, which is our big outdoor music venue here in Cincinnati. I worked. I was like 25. I was event staff, and it was me soccer moms and a bunch of teenage kids. I was the only one of my age. Like I had no business working there, but I did it because I love live music. And one of the best live bands that I saw, they do a lot of country concerts at Riverbend. They get a lot of the people up from Kentucky and rural Ohio because they come to the big city here in Cincinnati. And Zach Brown band was one of the best concerts that I saw or that I was present at the year and the song is called and Zach Brown does a lot of, of patriotic songs, but this song is called free. The and, only before I play it, the only Zach yeah. Brown song I know is the chicken fried song. That's a good song too. You don't know toes in the water, ass in the sand. Never heard it. Put that on your uh, playlist for put when it on, you put it on our playlist. When you're walking, when you're doing your laps tomorrow. This one's a little more. Yeah, this is not my kind of music. Yeah. I don't dislike it. It's not my. Not it's my a jam. good summer song as we as we kick into summer here. Good beer drinking song. Good beer drinking song. Somewhere down on the sand, just me and you. It's also good, like. Just as free. That's also good. What? Good. Uh, Grooving song with your with your lady friend sitting in the back of your of your uh, pickup truck in the bed of your pickup truck. Just as free that, that I know you that everyone has. <laughs> David's gonna finish his beer and this is gonna finish the episode. Thanks everybody for hanging out for another week. Reminder: if you already forgot from an hour ago, June fourteenth, Fretboard Brewing, Blue Ash, Ohio, live performance. Don't know how this will go, but we want you to be there to enjoy it. It's a Monday night, so you know that's a that's a big night out. I'm doing it shirtless like Burt Kreischer. <laughs> RivalryBrews.com. Use code MMA McKinney. Get 10% off. You can go to Beard Octane. And they're leaving them out on purpose just because I'm just trying to keep that. But still feel inclined. If you made it to this part, save 10%. By using code Beers, Beards 10 you can listen to this song anytime you want on Amazon Music. Get AmazonMusic.com forward slash Beards and Beards. 
Again, we pay tribute to all those on this Memorial Day. Whatever you're doing this week, enjoy. I'm going to Florida, David. I'll give you an update next week. Yes. How it went. As we record another podcast in 45 minutes. That's right. You're going to be back. All new lineup. We're going to pretend like it's a whole new day. We're going to change shirts. Well, we're going to do shirtless. I didn't bring an extra shirt. (laughs) Turn your shirt. We're going to switch shirts. Zach Brown, take us home. Until next week. Don't.